Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Pizza Man. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Totally in sync. From 88.9, I am Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. Together we're Cinnabuds, and today we're talking about the new Bond film, No Time to Die. The past isn't dead. James, fate draws us back together. Now your enemy is my enemy. No Time to Die. Yeah, it is directed by Kerry Fukunaga. Who did Jane Eyre? Perfect transition. Oh yeah, great companion pieces. <laughs> so what happens in this Bond? Oh, James Bond is off the grid and he comes back for one last mission. You know what? He's trying to get out. His time. But they keep pulling him back in. That's right, baby. That classic. <laughs> Do the details ever matter in a Bond movie? No. There is Spectre, who is in a previous Bond movie. Yeah. There is I don't know. I will tell you that once a Bond movie is over, all I remember is, oh, remember that jump? <laughs> Right. I've become such a dude. Which I, I mean, you know. I honestly, I think that the details for a Bond movie are completely irrelevant. That's true. But I will say that he was retired. He retired. He was leaving peacefully. He was out of the game. But uh, Felix Leader, played by Jeffrey Wright, who's one of my favorites. Uh, he great. works for the CIA. He pulls him back in for a mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist who turns out to be far more treacherous than expected. Nice. It's got... Russian scientist. It's got classic evil villain on an island. Yep. It's got gadgets. It's got Bond in a tuxedo saying oh, two vodka martinis, yeah. shaken, not stirred. It's got all your Bond tropes. Yeah. Okay, Polly, what did you think? Really, really liked it. Really, really liked I it. I give it two reallys. You know my classic scale? <laughs> How many oh, reallys? Oh, we're aware. <laughs> No, I really liked it. Um, the thing about Bond films, I'm not like a Bond fanatic, mm-hmm. but I do realize it's kind of like Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars fanatic, but if if one's out, I'm going to see it. That is exactly, I got out of this movie and I thought, that was a good Bond movie. It had, yeah. all, the, it had, all, the, it had all the Bond things that I like. This is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie right. and they did reverence and service to it being his last one, yeah. which was like a little special added touch. And I got out of it being like, yeah, I don't think like, I don't think anyone goes to a Bond movie and is like, that's my favorite movie. Yeah. You know, and you never like come out being like, these were, that was, you know, this was a great film. This is a, this is like, this is one of my favorite movies, but it's everyone's favorite franchise. Yeah, it is. It, that is a good point. I don't, individual movies are, they're good. They're very good. Mm-hmm. They're entertaining. They're action filled. Uh, this one, and I'll, we'll talk about this in the podcast. This one to me had a little bit of extra sauce in it, which we could talk about. But I think that they but, are all in service yeah, to the franchise. It's the canon that you love so much. Yeah. Like, oh, a new Bond film. That's going to be a lot of fun. You're familiar with the character. And you're familiar with like the theme, the tropes that they have, but they're fun tropes. And Bond. And the action. And Bond is like the original franchise. Right. Which is like one thing that I do like about it is like King now. Kong, King Kong's original franchise. Well, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, they're in the like in the everything is a franchise now. Bond. Yeah. Bond's grand grandfathered in yeah. you know and it, it gets a pass on the like eye rolling from making That's it a true, new yeah. franchise and yeah. all that and it is just like beloved 
I thought this one was a I thought this one was a solid Bond movie. It yeah. it, it 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 satisfied all the you know all the things that you go to a Bond movie for. Right. It took no risks. <laughs> it did not. It no. didn't try to shake anything up. We're gonna talk about it when we come back. Uh, the movie, bit of spoiler dish. What else we've we been watching? Stick around. It's our fall membership drive, and we need your help to keep sharing all the music and stories you enjoy. Join at RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate, and you'll be powering your favorite playlist for months to come. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. Okay, yeah. Christopher, um, I think when we talk about Bond, yeah, what is your what's your history? We haven't we haven't done a Bond movie. That's true. So what is your? Like, I am what's not. Your, what's I'm your not Bond a completist on this. There's a lot of the films I haven't seen. I think I last year I watched a Sean Connery one. Mm-hmm. Don't remember the name of it. Sure. Uh, Relevant. I do like a lot of the names of them. I feel like at the beginning there were some great funnier. names. <laughs> yeah. And then lately it's all versions of Time and Die or for sure. You know, it's yeah, it's re- they're really hard. Spectre, that was great. Casino Royale great. Before that, like in the Dalton Brosnan days, uh, yeah. the titles were just like amorphous. But Doctor No, solid. Octopussy, solid. Anyway, No Time to Die is one of the worst one of the worst titles. Sure. So let's just wow. get that. Let's, wow. Let's that, get this, that was a criticism I was not expecting. Let's get this unpleasantness out of the way. <laughs> what a weird. Terrible, I love when K Polly's like niche gripes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real controversial. Um, but I do, I do, uh, you know, respect it as a franchise like we talked about. I do like them. They're different. This phase, the more recent ones, are more about action than they are about the espionage and cool bits. It is. Uh, I think it is. This version, the Daniel Craig, is he takes himself a lot more seriously. The franchise, the In, franchise yeah. takes itself more seriously. Yeah, but it's it's yeah. You're right because I I think the earlier ones were more fun. That more more of a wink to like. Actually, it's hard to say. I don't know that era didn't grow up in that era. Maybe that's mm-hmm. how they expressed their coolness was like real on the surface and real obvious. Yeah, <laughs> but if they did that today, it would be a comedy. Yeah, um, but I did enjoy like the old uh, Sean Connery in particular was like a favorite. When I, I was younger. I grew up in the Pierce Brosnan era, right? And so I, I like him. Yeah, and I I like Sean Connery, and I really liked. I really liked the franchise growing up. I read some of the books. Okay. I watched I watched all the movies when they came out. It was like, you know, I wanted to be Bond. You know, yeah, I I sure. I was a teenage boy. Yeah. Um and I I really have kind of enjoyed Daniel Craig's version the least. Yeah. He's real one thing I liked about all the other more, Bonds. More than, less than Timothy Dalton's. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I could peg that, but, um, I think that all the other ones like Sean Connery and Brosnan, they were charming. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Craig's bond is charmless. He's humorless. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and so, and so, and the franchise has also been kind of humorless and so, and takes itself seriously. So I've really kind of fallen off in the Daniel Craig era. I've heard a lot of people talk about how he is kind of like the embodiment of Ian Fleming's Bond, about how oh, yeah. he, 
is kind of like what the character is. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I long for a more, a more charming Bond. See, but I find him charming. That's, my, that's where that's where I'm at. Yeah. You know, that's I, just letting you know where I come into this movie. Gotcha. Yeah. I do find him charming. Um, and there's there were a couple of like wordplay, and this is what you want. Oh, it's some like, cornball uh, bond. He, he lost his head. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this so, is, there are some, there are some cornball jokes in this. And those you have to have those in there. You and must. You, you're right. Sometimes in these current ones, they kind of gloss over them, but they have to do them. They have it's to like almost to the contrary. And they were pretty funny in this one. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I will agree. It's not focused on the character as much as it is the action right. and then the you know the evil and the conflict but <clears throat> i still find daniel craig a really good bond i really liked him as bond i think and i also liked his everybody talks about how he's like great looking but also not typically great looking mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. like a benedict cumberbatch it's like why do people find him attractive he's bulky like i kind of get it yeah but yeah uh so i kind of like that um, I do want to talk about the real quick before we go back to the movie. I want to talk about the we had a preview showing a couple preview showings at the Oriental Theater. Oh, before we go to the movie, let me talk about me first. Yeah, I like to talk about me. Uh, well, can I mean, we take a little break and talk about me? Perfect transition from Bond to me. <laughs> so I just seem seamless. I, I, I'm surprised enter- you noticed. I've entertained this movie talk enough. Can we please talk about me? We haven't talked about me. Once, okay. and it's been three minutes. <laughs> All right, the floor is yours. Uh, we had a. Uh, uh, Preview screenings on Thursday, mm-hmm. and I dressed up v- vaguely. Dressed up, I I borrowed your uh, <laughs> my bow tie. tie. <laughs> Could not tie it. Hits me up at like two o'clock. He's like, "Do you have a black bow tie? And yeah. can I borrow it within the next two hours?" I'm at work. Yeah, went home and got it because you mean that much to me. Christian. Our necks are distinctly different <laughs> in size. I did not tie it. I just had it loose, but I thought that's a good look too. Right. Um, and I did uh, trivia. Uh, people could do trivia before they go see the Bond movie. Right. And uh, one, all you do answer one question, you get a prize. And it was really fun. My main question that I really I like to ask it. people is, okay, the next Bond should or should not be played by a bald man. <laughs> <laughs> I am annoyed at how many people got that wrong. <laughs> got it wrong. I had to. I had to nudge him to the right mm, answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted anybody who was there that night. We had a lot of fun. It was really fun. I did not ask difficult questions by any means and if they got them wrong did I you have like, to come up with the questions no i looked up a couple some i just made up yeah. i mean i knew the answers roughly some of them were opinions and not, you want to give me one uh, oh yeah well i mean we already talked about like what is the who is the author of the james Bond series Ain't oh here's funny. a good one this is one i liked a lot um how many kills do you need to be designated double o status Ooh, and i'll give you a hint it's surprisingly low yeah i'm gonna say uh Three. Oh, you're close. It's two. Two. A lot of people said seven, which makes sense. That would make sense. But no, yeah, it's two. So that's a fun. Uh, that's a fun. That is a fun one. Did you have to look that up. I did, but I do remember it was in a Daniel Craig, one of the Daniel Craig films, where th- that you do learn that because they do his like origin story sort of thing. All right. Well, let's come back to. I guess to we no could talk about the no movie time now. to die. So the things that <laughs> I mean, I didn't come out of this movie thinking. This was a this was something revolutionary or different. It does it does service um, Daniel Craig's departure, yeah. which we will talk about later. But before that, um, I like it's it's a standard Bond movie. It's got all the things that you like for Bond. Growing up, uh-huh. my favorite thing about Bond movies was the tech. 
It was oh, like yeah. getting the getting the car that oh, does yeah. this and doing like there was I remember one of the Pierce Brosnan ones or the, some of the the great shots where they just like go through yeah. the office and they're like here's all the new trinkets. I do like oh, that. Man, I like I it when it's straightforward. Like I walk in now, I introduce you to the pen that's a laser. <laughs> yeah, I just like I, it. Like do that right? whole scene every time. That is just one of the most satisfying things that's about true. a Bond movie. This movie doesn't do that, but it had a it did have like a lot of like really cool stuff it did better than i think some of the other daniel craig bond films they really especially right at the beginning there's a great chase scene and they use some in the car which oh is they always use like, some in the car and then some it yeah. was like it, it was a good mix of like new stuff there's like this magnet bomb which will like literally blew my mind i oh, yeah, gasped yeah, yeah. in the studio or in the in the movie theater and then it mixed with like you know the car with the Gatling guns as yeah. the you know as the the headlights. Was Just a classic, classic Bond a magnetic car. elevator that oh, served yeah. up. Is that uh, the purpose? You or had like you know you had a watch that did something. Yeah, Just like all it. like all of that Bond stuff. I you know the only thing that was missing was, a, for that. was was laser pen. Oh, that was yeah. the only that was, thing that was that was it. I do love that, and I love that character of Q. And they kind of I like that they when they have these little subtle flesh them out as a character, which they do a little bit in this movie. Very, nice. very good, subtle fleshing out yeah. of the character. That was cool. Um, I do love the action. The action in this one was really good. The gr- they always have great opening scenes. I'll, I'll be honest. The first, o- the first bit of the opening scene is nearly a horror film. Yeah, like I was. Oh yeah, it was a little scary. There's yeah, it a, was. a bad guy approaching a house, and it really is like, oh, that's. And it was a little surprised because I thought that was, you usually start with like a big action set piece. Yeah, they and move that, into that. They move into but, that. Yeah, they give you a little scare first. But that was another. That was another like. You come to a Bond movie for it to have, like, to be set in, like, ten different countries, to have, like, incredible action set pieces in the middle of a small town in a country that, you know, that is nebulous. And uh, and they had that. hard to – I think there was a bit in the Bahamas – and there's somewhere in old Europe. Somewhere in the old Europe. I was sure. like, I can't figure out if this is Spain or Greece. Yeah. You know, it was like they were talking about, you know, they talked about uh, like Greek ruins, but I didn't know how close they were to those. You know what's funny is when they have those chase scenes in those old towns, yeah. I always have the same thought. Like, I hope you're not damaging this town. Oh, me too. Like you, you, I mean, I'm they, seeing and, you doing it. I'm yes. sure that's fake, but right. oh, it, it's like these poor people. I do too, I know. <laughs> but, but yeah, they, yeah. they definitely, that was one of the uh, classic Bond, you know, what you come to a Bond movie yeah. for, they gave you that. The settings are, are stunning. There needs to be some sort of travel guide based on Bond films. Yes. Because there's some of the, like, just these long, expansive shots of these towns. Oh, I'm sure there are. And fields and beautiful yeah. places. I'm like, I want to go to every place that they were. Yeah. That's so stunning looking. So I think that it, it, uh, it gave service to all that. I do want to say that in this movie, Ana de Armas... Is yeah. in it for one scene. Needed to be more. She she comes in for like literally like six minutes of the movie. Yeah. Steals the show. Yeah. Wanted way more of her. She she was so good. Comes in for like one action set piece in the Bahamas yeah. and then, or in Cuba, and then uh, and then gets out. And I was like, I was just longing for her to come back. Agree, hundred percent. Because like I was like the Bond babe. I wanted to see more of. It's, Yes. is She's really, because she has a good character. Like, within that small amount of time, they established a really fun character. Mm-hmm. She's new, mm-hmm. but she's great. 
She's she's like kind of nervous and has a little bit of a sense of humor, uh, but she's also skilled. So she's not bumbling and then Bond comes and helps her. No, yes. she's bumbling, but skilled. Like yes. it's all a part of like her charm. Then then she also just nails it. And I so much fun. And I also wanted more of her because the. Chemistry between uh, James Bond and his like you just use quote fingers everybody yeah yeah <laughs> we're well, not on TV and, Justin and sorry and uh, um and uh, what is her what is her name how do you pronounce the actress's name I do not know okay so it's I I want to say Leah Sado oh that that actress yeah. yeah yeah I think that's right Leah Sado um uh, was non-existent yeah that's and, true and this was also. This was this was the most lovey dovey yeah. that Bond has ever been. It's a very sensitive Bond. It is a very like in four a couple of his four movies where he's like Daniel very sensitive. Craig being like impenetrable and Bond typically yeah. not having a great relationship with women. I mean, they brought in Phoebe Waller Bridge to yeah. uh like check the script, probably punch up some dialogue, yeah. and I'm guessing like wanted to I don't know. It's like somebody added a more sensitive side of Bond, but it is like the most lovey-dovey that Bond has ever been. I was not like particularly like feeling that romance. There's there's a part where they like kind of like proclaim their love for each other, yeah. and I felt nothing. <laughs> Here's the thing about that for me. Uh, I you're right. At the beginning, it was a very typical like, oh, we're away from the world and we're together and we love it. They do that a lot in Bond movies. You, yeah, and then yeah. you ruin that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really feel the chemistry too much either. And the the like the the scene you were talking about with um, Anna Darmus hmm. was so much fun. And at oh, the end, God. yeah, he's like, "You did a wonderful job," and she's like, "Thanks, nice meeting you." And then they walk away, which is like, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna like kiss?" Because in any other Bond movie, they would have been like kissed oh, for yeah, no reason. Totally. Like, yeah. oh, there's so much chemistry. <laughs> but it was just like professional, <laughs> which was. I absolutely loved. I was it like, was. I know. For you, yeah. And then yeah, the Leah Sado. I don't know what it was. It just I wasn't super connected to their. They were just, and you know what's going to happen. However, yeah. when we get to the end, and we'll, again we'll talk about that in a minute. When we get to the end, I did feel something, but also, but I think it was less to do with their chemistry. But then you have a kid that comes into the mix that's they're trying to save a kid as well. But it was like the whole group and the situation itself. I mean, I'm not going to lie, and this is not. A bit, uh, this is not a huge statement from me by any means. Mm-hmm. I, I teared up. Oh, really? I genuinely teared up. The situation. Really? I did, absolutely did. Oh, boy. I'm not made of steel. I genuinely, it wasn't It wasn't because of their chemistry specifically. It's the whole situation. It was, and it, you know, again, we'll talk about I, more. I'm an easy it. crier, too. Yeah. I'm very, a cry at commercials. No, I and cry I was the not most. Touched, and I was not, I was not <laughs> moved or touched at all. But I also do not mind a slightly sensitive Bond. I was actually thinking about how Bond is one of those, one of the few kind of, again, grandfathered into my very enlightened mentality as a, as a gentleman. Wow. Okay. I just, I'm so done with a lot of this, like, super masculine, over masculine I think everyone's, films. Yeah, I think, Every, and, 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 it fe- and it feels like they are intentionally course correcting here. I do too. I mean, and I, like. On, I, on a couple of things. I still like, but there's like a, some leftover bits that I like. Mm. And it's not the toxic parts. It's the part where he looks over. The camera pans real quick, and there's a motorcycle, and you're like, "Oh, I know what he's gonna do. He's gonna ride the motorcycle, and it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be crazy." And I do like that, and I like, I like the vengeance. You know, you know how much I enjoy vengeance. Oh yeah, love oh, vengeance. We know, but I do love it when they, 
you know, lighten somebody up a little bit. They show the humanity, and he's not just made of steel, and he has some sensitivity. Yep. I, I don't know that they did it great, mm-hmm. but uh, enough to where I was moved by the end. So Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the end? I think it's time. All right. This is a spoily dish. So listen, everyone. We are now about to talk about some spoilers in the film. So if you have not seen it, uh, stop listening, but only temporary, and then come back, and we're gonna talk, <laughs> we're gonna talk about other stuff. This is no one's coming back. Let's You're not give them the, coming back. Let's after. give them the time markers to know when to come back. So this is Daniel Craig's final movie as Bond. Yeah, and um, uh, they mark it, and they yeah. mark it in the in the end of the movie. You, it's there's a. You know, a, like a virus, like a robot virus. Yeah. And he has the robot virus. Nanotechnology. Nanotechnology. <laughs> and if he touches his uh, girlfriend who he loves very much and his daughter, they will die. Yeah. And that's the surprise is that there's a, a young woman that for a while, a little girl, and then we at first was like, it's not your child. And then it turns out it is his child. But the eyes. And and there was a bit about who wouldn't sacrifice themselves for their child, and then he sacrifices himself, yeah. and they kill Bond for yeah. the first time in any franchise. Yeah. I felt nothing. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I this is, is one of my big annoyances with all the franchises. Yeah. It's like, pff, the king is dead. Long live the king. They're going to bring Bond. They're going to well, announce a new Bond. Sure. You know, next next year. It really. Yeah. It really like that. But it wasn't, I mean, but you're still in nothing. that moment. Like, you're at the current moment. I'm not thinking about the canon. I'm thinking about this Bond and what's happening right now. I wish I, I could separate myself like yeah. that. But I, I was like, I understood it for the moment. I understood that they, yeah. like, they want to end him as Bond and, and bring someone in new. But it just, I mean, it really doesn't have an impact as a movie when you know that they're going to make another one. You know well, that this character is going to I still on. was invested in the move, that current movie, and I was... Good. I, I mean, the, I, I yeah. wish that I could do that a little more. But the bit that I, that I, I really connect with is the fact that he discovers he has a kid. Yeah. But they've never brought that kind of all the no sex he's had in the hundred years of these movies. Yeah. No kid has ever been produced no. as far as we're as far right. as we're aware. Um. But and it's a very cute kid. They do a great job with the kid. He's yeah, just kid so adorable, and yeah. she's real charming, and she's French, which you know immediately you're like you're ten times cuter. Um, and then they have a slight connection, and then but when he discovers that it's his kid, he's like, I'm gonna do anything for you and sacrifice. Mm. So there's a you know there's an explosion. He knows, and they're on the phone. He's on the f- on a radio with uh, Leia Sedu, and they're talking. And he knows he's never going to see his kid again, but he knows he's saving her. All of that really did it for me. I really, I mean, I was, I was good with it. And yeah, it did exactly what it was intended to do. I thought that was very sweet, sad, tragic, and yet heroic finale for Bond. Yeah, the my, yeah. I will tell you my gripe about it. Yeah, and this is the only gripe other than the title. I'm sorry, we had to bring it up again. All right, um, Rami Malek as the villain. I just didn't. He was not a great. It villain. wasn't interesting. No, he wasn't. He wasn't an interesting villain. And it's funny because I hate Rami Malek, and so I was like, "This is he's going to be a great villain because yeah. he's got a very punchable <laughs> <It's> like, face." <laughs> yeah, I liked him in uh, Mr. Robot a lot, and so okay. I thought, "Oh, he's going to be somebody I'm going to really enjoy." But then ever since then, there's nothing I've seen that I've been like, "I get, I get the attraction." Yeah. Um. Uh, 
so a couple things about about this bond. So so we're moving on from Bond now. You know, we're moving on from Daniel Craig Bond. It's a yeah. it's a it's a chance for the series to reboot to kind of reset. Yeah. Um, they did a lot of you know, uh, Lashana Lynch plays a 007 right. in this movie. They give her a lot of. Uh, they like have a little back and forth, and that's fun. Bond does like a little fun competitive back and forth yeah. with another double O every once in a while, and I like that. Um, I would really love if they would give Lashana Lynch the new Bond role, but you just know that they're not going to, yeah. you know, which well, I think it's also they've already established her as not. See, that was the thing when it was announced that there was another 007. Mm. Then people started taking liberties and saying there's a new Bond. Mm-hmm. Like Bond is one person, that one character. Yeah. A 007 is not as an he's just she took role. his number. Yeah. It's like taking somebody's number in in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I so it's kind of too late. You can't make her that character, which you could you could in any other sense, but now right. you established her as right, right, not right. that character. Yeah, but, true, true, true. but if you went off and made a different 007 movie and then just used her. Okay, so name. this so this is what I would like to see. Yeah. Um so this bond, very serious. We're in the, you know, it's a it's a very serious era of Bond. Mm-hmm. One of the larger things that I, like, don't really love about the 007 movies or kind of, like, this genre of, you know, this kind of movie is that it paints the world as black and white. It paints good and evil. Sure. And it paints, like, you know, it paints anybody that's doing something bad as having, like, uh, really clearly bad intentions right. and, and being evil. And, and I think that... It's a that's a fantasy world, you know. It yeah. it lives in this fantasy world of of villains and good guys yeah. and posing, you know, the, you know, posing law enforcement as being like for the overall good and these like individuals having or being bad, which I think is a fantasy in itself. And so I would like it to take itself a little less seriously, and I would love to see a Veep like Bond. And what what what? How do you characterize a beep like Bond? What does that mean? I would like something that would like reflect kind of the imperfections of these law enforcement agencies. Yeah. Kind of the the like not always, you know, so having the good guys aren't as good as they are. The good the guys movies, aren't the bad good. Guys aren't always as the bad. bad guys aren't always bad. Oh, gotcha. Something like a little muddier. Something a little more unclear. Something where like they're a little and. And something, frankly, funnier, something that yeah. doesn't take itself so seriously. I think if you're already kind of like living in this fantasy world of espionage and good guys and bad guys, which is kind of like, you know, it's kind of like doesn't exist in itself. I mm-hmm. think it would be funny to kind of like lean into that and be a little more realistic, have like, you know, have the agency not, uh, you know, not be so, so perfect or you know, really, yeah. not really have its stuff together as well. Justin, yeah, <laughs> have I got the movie for you? Oh, all right. <laughs> I just rewatched this recently, uh, but there's another Casino Royale, uh, not a Daniel Craig's Casino Royale. Is it Peter Sellers? It's Peter Sellers. I love Peter Sellers. My buddy was telling me about this movie, and I, I, I have never seen it, but I love Peter Sellers. Peter Sellers and a bunch. It's uh, there's David Niven, Ursula Andress, Orson Welles. There's a lot. Orson Welles. Yeah. What is the movie? John Huston. It's called Casino Royale. It what is year? one of the most. It's 1967. It's one of the most famous. Hollywood disaster movies like it went terribly 
there are four it or five different um, directors credited oh, to the film. Okay, okay, yeah, it, it yeah. Kept yeah. The production was a disaster. Yeah, and when you watch it, the story. I mean, it's weird that it was ever put out. The story does not make a hundred percent sense. Sure, but As it was the sixties. No Bond movie does. Oh no, you this know? is beyond. This is beyond. Oh okay, this is yeah. be Bond. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, but it doesn't matter because it's really funny and ridiculous. And there are a couple different people who play Bond, and it's you know it. It's the sixties, so the fact that this movie came out only could have come out in the sixties because they're like, it's okay, baby. Yeah, Just put the movie out. Everyone <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. will dig it because there's some Peter Sellers, there's Orson Welles. It's really, really. I I always found it really funny when I was a kid. Well, and, uh, I I encourage people to check it out. I was gonna give in um when I was doing trivia. I said, can you name four Bonds, four actors who play Bond? I was going to give credit uh, if they said Peter Sellers. I was wow, gonna give double credit. Love that. Yeah, that that's. I would like to see the series like take a risk in some way. Yeah, you know, to do something. I mean, I would like to see it funny. I would like to see me may, not like not like schlocky and goofy, but just like you know who could do this? What Taika Waititi? Taika Waititi would make an incredible Bond. Yeah, where's the bell, baby? Yeah, yeah. That that would be <laughs> Taika Waititi would Thor. be a very How funny. How do you make a funny Thor? He did, yeah. and it was great. He could make a really funny and still charming. Jim, that would be great. Right? Because there are that. the jokes in it, and you could, I mean, you could do it. Yeah. It would be, I think it would be very good. Yeah, I think What, so what would too. be your wish for Bond going forward? I mean, this is really, it's not original, but I would like to see Idris Elba be Bond. When they said his name and they, they're, everyone was talking about it, I was like, for sure. Yeah, duh, obviously. Yeah. He's so cool. He's buff. He, he does action, but he's also very charming and sexy. Like, I mean, if you're going to go the same route, the similar route in the films, he's like a perfect next Bond. What about Wesley Snipes as Blade as Bond? No. Listen, <laughs> Blade has work to do, and it, he can't he can't be bothered with international intrigue. He's got vampires to slay. All right, I just throwing out there. Yeah. All right, Bond wrapped up. Yeah. That is Bond. That was Bond. no time to die. Go see it. Time to talk about it. Yep. Still, still in the theaters. Okay, um, time for our favorite segment. What else have you been watching, what Christopher else have Pollard? You been watching. That's a good question. I will say, I saw this really interesting film called Surge, and Sounds it's a British film, and it stars Q from the Bond films. Oh, okay. It's Ben Wishaw, and he—it's a small film, and he plays a man who is just kind of. Leading a kind of a boring life, mm. and he takes what is what they call a reckless journey of self liberation through London. What it seems like at first, a reckless journey of self <laughs> self liberation yeah. through London. That just, sounds like a, a good he time. T, he works TSA at the airport. Right. His parents are are wackadoo, and difficult. wackadoo is such a fun word. <laughs> and uh, he just becomes this wilder version of himself just to get out of the doldrums. Now, when I first watched the movie, it felt like what you're watching is a film about someone having a mental illness break. Mm -hmm. But I believe the director and the writer describe it not has nothing to do with that. It's somebody just tapping into this primal. He just does what he feels. He takes what he needs. He expresses himself physically. And, you know, verbally, just how it, whatever happens in the moment. Interesting. And it's interesting to s hear that that is the 
intention of the film versus what we might think of as like a mental illness break. Now, I don't know how, how that plays out for audiences who don't know that bit about right. the intention. Right. But Ben Wishaw is an impressive actor. Like, yeah, this he is, is incredible. He is job. very good. Yeah. So I loved the movie. I thought it was really impressive. It's gotten a lot of attention, like festival circuits and whatnot. Um, but it is, it's like uncut gems in mm. the sense that it's, you're going around a city with somebody who's just, it's just unpredictable. <laughs> yeah. Pure tension. I did brace myself a lot. I was like, oh, he's about to do something really unfortunate. Yeah. Or something hilarious and wonderful. It's so, it's so bizarre. But I, I thought it was very impressive. It was a good movie. I also watched a very good movie this weekend on uh, Criterion. I watched. Oh, buh, buh, buh. I watched In the Mood for Love. Oh, that's a masterpiece. Hey, I never seen it before. Yeah. Um, yeah, In the Mood for Love uh, was released in the year 2000. The director is Wong Kar Wai. And um, it is, it's a movie that is simple. Yeah. It is shot beautifully. It is colored perfectly. There are these scenes where it's like, there are five shades of green yeah, and they like all stick out or like four shades of red and just like, just, just the color of each frame is beautiful. The way that it's shot is beautiful. The kind of like costumes are unbelievable. Oh my God. Just like two hotties being hot, you know, it's like they could not have gotten two hotter (laughs) leads on this. And it's just like the tension between them. You kind of know what they're going through, but also a lot of it is unstated. And so you just kind of go through, you kind of like have to pick up on context clues. Um, But it's, it's not really the details aren't all that important because you get a lot from what they're saying or their body language. And it's just a really kind of like a, 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 a beautiful poem of a movie that is just beautiful for the sake of being beautiful. And that's my vibe. Yeah. Wong Kar Wai is like, he hasn't made a ton of films. He's made like a hefty handful of films. Yeah. And he's. So consistently good, oh, and I will man. the the movie that I discovered him and a lot of people I think were introduced to him through Chunking Express, which mm. is actually very frustratingly hard to find right now to watch. Mm. They did have a Criterion version of it that's hard to find. It might be on the channel, but it is one of the coolest movies I've ever seen. It's that's definitely that one. Fallen Angels is another one by him. They they're almost companion pieces. Um, and that's very different because it's more contemporary. Yeah. Uh, but it's there. His films are always shot amazingly. I, I, you know, I've seen shots. I've seen yeah. like stills on Instagram from right. Chonking Express, and I thought that there's a scene like of a motorcycle, like two people on a motorcycle yeah, yeah. that I always see, and I thought that it was going to be in in the mood for love because oh, of the yeah. stills that I've seen are so similar to the the look because right. it's it is a distinct style. Yeah. And uh, I was like, where are they going to see that scene? And then I looked it up and it was. Yeah, we had a we had a a Wong Kar Wai like festival uh, a couple of years ago, a year ago. Time means nothing to me anymore. But not long ago. And it was really cool to see people come out or uh, or to watch um, his films again. I think it was going around the country. People were having a little retrospective of his stuff. Yeah. In the mood for love. If you haven't seen it, get Criterion. Watch it. 
All right, No Time to Die. I saw it at Avalon, and also, oh, you're going to hate me for this. I already do. You're going to hate me for this? I love Avalon shows. They showed a, they had a, a YouTube video of some dude who was like, hey, Bond movies are incredibly detailed, and you probably inevitably forgot all the details of a Bond movie because you can't retain them. So let me catch you up on what happened to the last four Bond movies. And they were like, this inane detail, and this one, and this one, Inspector, and this and that. And it was like all the details of the movie, and I was like, great. Now I am caught up on all this stuff that they do reference and that I didn't know before I watched that. So Avalon. That sounds horrendous. Avalon. Uh, Avalon's little curated videos before the yeah. movie is great. Oh yeah, that sounds awful. You know what I enjoy? I enjoyed I enjoyed watching it in a 1927 movie palace with a gentleman dressed in a tuxedo outside giving you prizes. But you know what? That's just me. It's just my taste. Oh, did I mention the Oriental Theater is now playing uh, No Time to Die in a beautiful, beautiful main house. Oh man! Of the beautiful 1927 movie palace, <laughs> historic. Should I start working at Avalon? I mean, it sounds like you do. <laughs> you're getting Avalon money. You're getting Marcus money. I, I want to check. Oh man! I want to check. Boy, your do statements. I love a dream lounger. I want to check your statements because I think you're getting straight up paid by them. Uh, I will say that as a Milwaukee film member, going to the Oriental Theater is more affordable than any other theater, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's about. I'm slating us. All right. <laughs> Cinebuzz has been edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Oh. Thank you. We get handcrafted song inspiration from the License Lab. Handcrafted. Um, uh, we also we get support from uh, Pizza Man. Oh, delicious. Oh, delicious. And also we get support from Associated Bank. Oh, good. Thank you to our right members. Then. Also of, delicious. Of 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. And Milwaukee Film. Yay, I like you. And uh, um, thank you to the best looking person that I know in a tuxedo. Is it Brett Newski? It is. Uh, oh, thank you, Brett Newski. <laughs> I love you, I'm sure he looks great in a tuxedo. I bet for, he uh, For singing our theme song. And uh, um, thank you, Christopher Pollard. What? Pollard. Christopher Pollard. Oh, nicely done. <laughs> I, have no I have no remarks prepared. Bye.